You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Donlin, who is our uh, state insurance commissioner on yesterday, and we had a lot of questions. And if you got one, we invite you to call in, or you can text it to me, and I'll pass it along to Jim, it's uh, 504-260-1870. Let's say good morning to Jim Donlin, State Insurance Commissioner. Jim, good morning on this uh, Labor Day Sunday. Wish we'd be doing something else other than talking about insurance claims. No question, and a lot of our fellow citizens are in the same boat, and it's it's not a fun boat, no question about that. But uh, glad to be back with you, Don. Well, Jim, let's start off with, because I've been getting a lot of people wanting to know FEMA versus their insurance company. Uh, how do they handle that? They're, they're asking about, well, will the insurance company pick up things that FEMA doesn't? Does FEMA pay my deductible? Should I contact FEMA first? What steps do they take? Besides, first of all, sitting down and reading that insurance policy, because they'd be surprised what they could find out by doing that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not an easy read. I, I understand the, the angst with doing that. That's why we're so readily available to help with that process. Uh, again, at the outset here, let me give our number out that um, that folks can get assistance with that uh, that challenge, and that's 800-259-5300. Uh, but what to do first? The first thing to do is to file your claim, and, and that entails contacting your agent or your company. Uh, if you have an agent, reach out to him or her. If you have difficulty reaching some of them because – some of their offices were uh, devastated and, and put out of service in the low-lying regions of our state. Reach us. We can reach them. <clears throat> Number two, uh, when, when you file, if you don't have an agent, contact your company, either online or via the 800 number for uh, companies like USAA that write direct without the use of an agent. <clears throat> Get that claim number and start the claim process. Then for FEMA help, there's um, the the website where you can go on and uh, uh, register for assistance, and everyone is encouraged to do that. Uh, that's the first two steps in the process. After that, when you get asked if you have insurance, if you do, then you answer that. And if you've been paid for your additional living expense, you answer that that way. The rules as to what they will or will not uh, pay net of insurance, uh, I'm not familiar with that. And frankly, I think it varies uh, depending on FEMA's take on events, such as Laura last year, uh, the, the ice storms and floods in, in, in between then and this hurricane season, and what they're going to do uh, this time around. Maybe different, maybe the same as the Road Home Program after uh, Hurricane Katrina. That doesn't fall under my uh, authority, so I'm not able to tell you what you can and cannot do other than 
everyone can ask, can register for assistance and deal with it in accordance with what their rules are, together with what your insurance company is providing or not providing to you in the in the form of coverage. Jim, I got a question in asking, do the insurance companies have to comply with your request to pay ALE under your spirit of the policy request? They do not have to. That was not an order. It was a request. Uh, we now are uh, told by three companies that they are uh, complying, those being Allstate, USAA, and uh, Pure. And then, frankly, I shouldn't say three companies have told me that. Allstate has. I'm, I'm aware of USAA and Pure from agents, of, in one case agents, and the other case a policyholder. Um, but we just issued the request on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, in fact. So there hasn't been time yet for the companies to. I've asked those in that request, those who are uh, going to comply, and I'm optimistic that the great bulk, if not all, will comply. Um, I've asked them to notify us when they have made that decision so that we can properly um, assist consumers, giving them the information, but also processing their complaint forms if they are not satisfied uh, with the result they get when they do file their claim and make a claim for additional living expense. All right, on a follow-up question with that, uh, someone heard our conversation yesterday regarding ALE. Uh, could we change regulations to provide ALE when a community is uninhabitable as opposed to the dwelling itself? I can't do that, but the legislature can. But here's the problem. The industry, I guess they could afford it if, if the um, uh, legislature said pay for all ALE for everybody uh, who chooses to relocate because of power outage. Uh, if if that happens, then, of course, the cost of that coverage will be borne by those policyholders around the state. That that will be built into our, our rate base. So, uh, yes, the answer is the legislature can do that and, in fact, had a bill in the aftermath of Laura last year uh, <clears throat> that would have rendered uh, property that um, was, was without, without power uninhabitable. And... Um, Bill made it three-quarters of the way through the process and, and then was uh, defeated uh, at the last step. It, it is an incredibly costly thing to do. The, the bill originated out of the Lake Charles area, which, of course, is a fraction of how large a, the power outage is in the metro New Orleans area. Um, and I will say that Entergy did a good job, much better than expected and predicted, in getting the power back in place in Lake Charles, who was, uh, I mean, it was it was hit every bit as hard as we were hit <clears throat> in the New Orleans metropolitan area uh, last year. Uh, at one point, they said, think in terms of us running a large uh, extension cord from Beaumont to Lake Charles, I guess about a 50-mile uh, drive. And, uh, and that's what they did initially before they could get the big transmission lines, pop poles, and then lines back in place. But overall, I think the entire process was pretty much done within two to three weeks in the Lake Charles area, and hopefully will be less than that in our area. 
Got it. Jim, here's an interesting question. What happens with the lower end of Plaquemines Parish? It flooded due to pump operators walking out. Will flood insurance pay for that, or is it a civil suit with the parish? In other words, does the national flood insurance cover a flood? No questions asked of how it was, as long as it was flood waters, or could there be something that would take much longer to determine if, in fact, that was the actual cause of someone to incur a loss? That, that'll be covered by uh, the, NFL, the NFIP, the National Flood Insurance Program. We had a similar experience uh, after um, Katrina when, when, according to the worst-case scenario emergency plan <clears throat> that the parish had on the shelf at that time, it called for the evacuation of our um, emergency folks and, and vital uh, parish employees, about 1,500 in number, to the North Shore to a safer environment where they could <clears throat> where they could hunker down and and wait out wait out the storm before returning to the parish to man their their responsibilities, including pump stations. Um, what was what happened was with all the pine trees in, in their way on their road to return, it took them a day to do that. And while they were traveling back, the pump stations, when they're not pumping out, stand open. And the floodwaters came into the parish uh, while, while that was being, being done. Since then, the federal government has paid for safe, safe houses at each of the, fun, uh, the pump stations, at least in Jefferson Parish. They're elevated above the worst case flood flood waters and they have capability to operate the pump stations from those safe safe houses and i'm sure that worked as it was designed it was a costly project that the federal government paid for because of all the flood losses fema paid through the nfip for the flooding in jefferson parish as a result of those pump stations not being available that i i think is going to happen in Plaquemine Parish under the scenario the caller describes. All right, we have a State Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan on the line with us, and this is a, a wonderful time. If you've got a question uh, and you want an answer about your insurance uh, or making a claim, text me 504-260-1870, or we'll put you on the line with Mr. Donnellan if you prefer. Uh, let's go to Eileen. She's listening to us in Ponchatoula, a very hard-hit town to understand. Eileen, thank you for your call. You're on with State Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan. Okay. Good Our morning. question is, <clears throat> good morning, how are you? And y'all are doing a fabulous job of keeping everybody informed. And since we don't Thank have you, <clears throat> since we don't have internet, it's probably the only way we can hear anything. Um, Got you. We made a claim and we've heard back from our insurance company that they that are you know give us a claim number and everything and that someone will be getting in contact with us it may be for a few not for a few weeks or so but they wanted they also included a statement in our in the email that said they wanted to make sure we understood that mold is not covered we have insurance for a named storm so how can mold not be covered well i'm not sure that who your policy is with and it is policy specific the amount of coverage that comes with mold the typical um mold limitation i wouldn't call it an exclusion you may have an exclusion i'd have to look at your policy for you i'll have one of our folks do but for the most part homeowners policies come with a limit on mold remediation 
uh, uh, a dollar limit, not not an exclusion. But it is a, an issue that is uh, policy specific, and it's, it varies from company to company. So you do have to uh, get with your agent, go over your policy, or call us and go over your policy to see what coverage you have available uh, for that for that part of this catastrophe because mold really is an issue. I will add that you do have uh, the obligation to minimize the damage to your property, whether that that mold is going to develop because your roof was damaged and rainwater will come in and and filter down in in between your sheetrock and your studs in your home, uh, and you be unaware of it um, and and during the, the heat and the humidity, et cetera, and even after power is restored, and air conditioning returns, if you uncover uh, that mold in, in the wall, you have to replace You have to, to replace it. Uh, whether it's covered or not as mold remediation depends on your policy. But all policies, flood policies included, do require you to take steps to minimize whatever damage uh, may happen. Uh, and that includes the blue roofs that, that you hear about and other steps not to to require you to put yourself in danger. Uh, safety is always first, but to access whatever help and supplies you need to minimize that damage and <clears throat> and keep your receipts for that activity because the labor and the and the supplies necessary to to do that minimization are <clears throat> reimbursable under your homeowner's policy related to this storm. Now we already did that. We we immediately um, got the a roofing company that came through our neighborhood, and several people have gotten them to put the blue roofs on like two days later. But we already had water spots in our ceilings in like half of the rooms. We and our entire attic had water in it the day after on Monday when we went in our attic. We had some tarps, and because the roofs are so tall. We could not get on them, but we put tarps in our attic because there was standing water in there. Um, however, we haven't taken baseboards off to look and see what we have there from the weep holes. But um, right. I'm just shocked that we have homeowners and that we have name storm and we have flood insurance. And then to find out that mold is not covered in there, which is my second thing. We called, tried to call FEMA at uh, 1-800-621-3362 to make a claim. And we were told we cannot, they cannot make a claim for us right now until after we deal with our homeowners. If we, after we deal with our homeowners, if something wasn't covered, then call them back. I don't think that's right. I, I agree. I don't think that's right at all. If you have a flood insurance policy that, and, and you're talking about reaching out to FEMA for individual assistance or for your, your flood coverage. And I mean, we're still without power and we're telling them, we're, we, I mean, actually, we we stayed and fought it all night to keep the water out of the house, but they're not even letting us file a claim with them. Well, look, I, you have enough you have enough problems on Tuesday morning at eight o'clock. We will have our consumer assistance folks back in the offices. We were closed the past week, but we had volunteers. We had 30 a day manning the calls, and we got our our uh, call tree down to a wait time of one minute. We'll be, we'll be able to do that again Tuesday morning 
you need to file a complaint against your homeowner's insurer and ask us to assist you in contacting the NFIP to get your uh, flood policy claim started. We, we do that. Okay. And so 800-259-5300 or our website, LDI, the Louisiana Department of Insurance, dot LA, dot gov, 800-259-5300. And God bless you. Thank you. Good luck, Eileen. Thank you for the call. Jim, we're going to take a break. When we come back. i got several other questions, and I hope we have time for this. This is something I wanted to cover with you, and I'm not sure if you're the right person or maybe actually get an insurance company representative, but I would like for someone to describe to our listeners what is good adjuster behavior, not on his part, but on your part, what should you do to make the adjustment process much smoother and much more efficient and really profitable for you? We're talking with Jim Donlin, State Insurance Commissioner, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Big 870 WWL and the family of Odyssey, Odyssey radio stations covering Hurricane Ida. And I'm Don Dubuque, and back with our State Insurance Commissioner, Jim Donlin, who's given up part of his Labor Day weekend to be exactly what he was elected to do, be a public servant and serve the public. And we thank him very much for answering some of these very, very important questions to each and every one of you. If you've got one, we invite you to text it to us or call 504-260-1870. And we're going to get to Patricia, Pete, and Christine, uh, Christian. But first, Jim, this was one from yesterday. We didn't get a chance. Uh, I had someone that texted in and said they were told by an insurance company, and I'm not going to mention a name at this point until you tell me this is a yay or nay. Uh, if you fi- They were told by the company if you file a claim and you don't meet the deductible that that's called a zero-value claim and they can raise your premiums? They cannot raise your premiums for an act-of-God claim. They can raise your cre- premiums for a under-the-deductible claim that is not an act-of-God like a burst pipe or, or a kitchen fire. Um, that, that is allowed under the law uh, for, for non-act-of-God claims. But hailstorms, hurricanes, tornadoes are specifically prohibited from being counted against your, your premium, or more important, frankly, than, than your premium, is the right to cancel or non-renew you. Because premiums for property insurance aren't set on an individual house-by-house basis. They are set on a statewide basis in zones, insurance zones, zip code zones, whatever different companies use different different um, factors. And, that, and that's in part because they can't use act-of-God claims, which in South Louisiana, 40% of the cost of insurance for us is what's called catastrophe coverage, hurricane coverage, and hailstorm coverage. And, and that is based not on loss experience. It's based on catastrophe models that predict companies' losses based on their book, where it's located, how, how well-constructed it is on a go-forward basis. Uh, this all e- emerged pr- before Katrina. They were doing it with CAT models, but it really took off after Katrina in all coastal states nationwide. And uh, there are three major CAT models, Equicat, AIR, and RMS. And all the companies, when they submit a rate filing, use those CAT models. That's the justification they have for that, that 40% of their premiums. Now, on the other side, the kitchen fires and, and broken pipes, they do use loss experience looking back, as they do for uh, 
automobile insurance, for example. But catastrophe is priced differently, and it cannot be used against you um, when you have a claim, even an under-deductible claim. And I urge everyone, even if you know your patch on your roof is going to be under your deductible, to go ahead and file it because we're still in a hurricane season. We know the tropics are percolating again as we speak. We know that last year after Laura devastated Lake Charles, Delta came along in the exact same path and did further damage, even damaging the property that had been repaired in the 30 days between those two. The one, We have another law on the books that says a company can only apply one hurricane deductible or name storm deductible per hurricane season. So to, to file your claim for an under-deductible um, uh, loss is important to prevent the second loss from starting a new deductible all over again because, quote, you didn't use your deductible last time. You do, you do use it if you file the claim and, and uh, you don't get to, to uh, their coverage. Your, your claim is under your deductible. But even though you did not get any money for it, you have used up. Uh, some of your hurricane deductible, name storm deductible, so that you are you have more coverage for a second event if that happens. That's some excellent advice. Thank you for that, Jim. Let's go to Patricia in Kenner. Patricia, you're on with State Insurance Commissioner Donald. I'm here. <laughs> hey, Patricia. Good go morning. Ahead. Good morning. I just wanted to know. Good morning. I just wanted to know um, what exactly does loss of use mean, and what does the insurance company, what does it cover? Because they're not giving me any answers. Well, it's company-specific. Each company will have a different, a different definition in their policy, but generally it means that you are incurring additional expense in order to um, be out of harm's way on a temporary basis, for, uh, to get out of the harm's way when a hurricane is approaching. That's called civil authority uh, uh, additional living expense. The other form of additional living expense, I would call it long-term, is when your premises are uninhabitable. And for as long as they're, not, uh, they're uninhabitable, whatever your expense is to live elsewhere over and above the, the cost of paying a mortgage and your utilities as or whatever else you're maintaining on your on your property as it's being repaired, those expenses are reimbursable under your policy. Although there is different language and perhaps limitations, perhaps uh, even expanded um, uh, coverages from one company to another. Uh, it is a company specific definition, but uh, but your agent can can help you with that. If you don't have an agent, we can help you with that. Okay. All right. And and that would be considered kind of like going to stay somewhere else, like a hotel? I mean, because your house is... That's correct. That's know. correct. Okay. So some, folks, some folks go to a hotel. Others, frankly, go live with a family member and don't incur any additional expense as a result. You don't get compensated uh-huh. a, a hotel rate for um, expenses if, for the stay if you didn't incur any expense for that state. Exactly. Okay. That's. A, I just wanted to know that. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Good Not luck, Patricia. 
All right, let's move on to Jean Lafitte, where Pete is standing by. Pete, you're on with our rep- – I'm sorry, representative. That goes back a few years. State <laughs> Commissioner Jim Johnlin. Mr. Mr. Insurance Commissioner, are you an elected official? I am. Well, I hope everybody out there is paying attention to that because who better to have at the helm than you? You come in on your days off. You're helping us. Without you, we'd be resorting to lawyers and everything else for these questions. You're doing your job, and I couldn't think of anybody better than you. Thank you. Now to my issue. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I I have uh, a wharf down Lower Lafitte that's had damage. I have uh, a garage that's decimated. Now, I've paid for flood insurance, and I have uh, homeowner's insurance. Am I covered for my garage and my wharf? You are covered. Well, it, that, that's an outer building, the, the garage and the wharf. And the, the National Flood Insurance Program, which, by the way, is different than property insurance, homeowner's insurance or commercial property insurance or even renter's insurance, in that it is a FEMA program and there is one policy and one program for all of America. It's the same coverage and the same uh, limitations on coverage for everybody. And they do have different rules for outer buildings than they have for the the my, the primary um, uh, property. So I can't answer for your uh, flood insurance as to whether or not your your dock and your your um, uh, garage uh, are covered. But your agent, did you do you have an agent that sells you the pro, the, the policy for the flood? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. You need to reach out to him if you can't determine it from your copy of your policy. You need to reach out to him or her and get their input on whether or not your outer uh, uh, buildings are also covered by your flood policy. Because it sounds to me like that's what damaged those two buildings. Now, on your wind policy, your homeowner's policy, or, or whatever you have to cover your 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 home, it also probably does cover your garage, but not for flood damage. The the commercial uh, business policies, as well as residential policies, going back to Hurricane Betsy in the 60s, have carried exclusions nationwide for flood damage. And that's what gave birth to the National Flood Insurance Program, similar to what happened after 9-11 when the insurance company said, we're not going to assert the war clause in our policies, which excludes coverage for acts of war. We're not going to consider this an act of war. We're going we're gonna to pay, but we're never going to cover it again. And the federal government said we can't have that. Well, I'm confused. Well, you, first, you, first, uh, you first stated that uh, it's a national program with the flood and that, it, that all the policies are the same throughout the country. But you're telling me now there might be a loophole and I might have my garage covered? No, I, I, I didn't. It's not a loophole. It's, it's, it's a coverage or not for outer buildings, for ancillary buildings. I'm not sure what they, they cover. We don't regulate the NFIP. It's, it's a federal program. It's a FEMA program. And, and we, we have access to the FEMA offices for this region, for Louisiana, to help folks when they have an issue with their flood insurance uh, policy or their claim 
but we don't regulate as we do private insurance um, for for, I understand. for their policy. But but I understand. the rules the rules are the same. But you, I'm not sure what the rules are for ancillary buildings under the National Flood Insurance Program. But they're uniform and they're the same in every every state. And uh, you may or may not have coverage for your garage, and I would say less likely for your dock. But but uh, but you need to get with your agent, go over your policy, and determine whether you in fact do have coverage for those for those structures. I know on the private side. They will not be covered if they were destroyed by rising floodwaters, because flood is excluded from private insurance policies almost in every case. You can sometimes negotiate with a primarily surplus lines companies that will cover uh, on a private basis, private insurance basis, uh, flood flood issue flood policies. Uh, for for structures, but that's a very very small part of of our private insurance market. All right, very good. I, I'm, I've been contacted by an NFIP adjuster identifying himself as a adjuster in Alabama, and he said docs are not covered by NFIP. So uh, I'm not sure about the veracity of that, but that's from someone who says they are an adjuster for flood insurance. Uh, Jim, I've got uh, Matt Jewell. We've got to go to him to get a St. Charles Parish update. I am just inundated with calls and texts for you. We've got to get you to come back on again uh, as soon as we can. I will definitely request you to come on. Thanks again for taking your time and addressing some of these very important issues. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Don. All right. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.